This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything egg. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we talk with SARM President Ray Orb, who gives us details on SARM's reaction to the Premier's announcement this week on revenue sharing, health care and policing. Orb also discusses other resolutions from the annual meeting in Saskatoon, which wraps up today. We have details on a panel discussion on wildlife eating livestock feed, Canada's food professor weighs in on fertilizer use and greenhouse gas reductions, and more on the federal hearings on food inflation. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRN News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. SARM President Ray Orb says record provincial revenue sharing funds will be put to good use. Premier Scott Moe announced yesterday rural municipalities will receive a record $298 million in revenue sharing, up 13% or $36 million from the previous year. Orb says the revenue sharing is welcome news. We're really pleased to hear that the revenue sharing uh, for the uh, all of the municipalities in the province went up, the, the pool went up by 13%. Uh, we're not sure exactly how that will uh, pan out, you know, as, as per each rural municipality, but uh, there is a formula in place, and so uh, we're pleased that the uh, total amount has increased. It's a good thing. You know, our RMs, uh, we're always looking for more funding, uh, you know, for operation. Uh, lots of other projects on the go, too, that probably don't qualify for infrastructure programs, but overall, we're pleased about the announcement. The Premier also announced that he's going to be providing more funding for rural doctors to stay in, in rural Saskatchewan. Your reaction there? Yeah, that's really a, a good announcement. We're really pleased about that. So the uh, the total amount of funding has been increased up to $200,000 to attract and retain rural doctors. And that's something that we have spoken about here at the convention. You know, for the last couple of days, we're looking at all the, uh, the issues in rural health care. But that's one that stands out as being a really good announcement for rural health care. The Premier also provided some more additional information on the new Marshals Service. He said the Marshals Service would be supportive of the RCMP. Your thoughts on his comments? Yeah, definitely. You know, we're something that we're a little bit concerned about. You know, of course, we don't think that there should be duplication of services as far as the new Marshals program and the RCMP, but We've been reassured that the marshals will have different duties than the RCMP, but they will be there to assist the RCMP as well. You know, we're always lobbying for more funding for the RCMP, and we will continue to do that. We're hoping that perhaps there could be some more funding for RCMP as well, but it appears that the province is going ahead with the new marshals program, so we're uh, kind of eager to see how that's going to turn out. The SARM convention wraps up today. What have been some of the key resolutions that have been approved? The issues on uh, wildlife damage, you know, I think stands out, you know, asking 
for depredation tags and things like that. And the, the premier did mention that, that he thought that they would be able to allocate some depredation tags. So we're going to work with the Minister of Environment here in Saskatchewan to see if uh, we can assist in that process. We're hearing a lot of reports and we're seeing firsthand the damage that wildlife are doing in this province. Many of the farmers' yards, you know, they're just being inundated with deer and elk. And so that's a, that's a real issue. Real health care, too, you know, of course, you know, continuing to be able to assist uh, attracting doctors and nurses and other uh, practitioners out to rural Saskatchewan. You know, that's being really important as well. And overall, you know, a really uh, exciting convention. We've had over 1,300 delegates registered here. I think at one point we had closer to 1,500 people in our convention hall here at the Prairie Land. It's uh, really been a good turnout for its arm. There was a resolution passed at our convention. Uh, really to, um, you know, to get SARM to continue to work with the uh, Saskatchewan Veterinary Medical Association, and, you know, and the province. And we've been doing that. There have been quite a few meetings already, actually, to, uh, you know, develop some better incentive programs to help recruit veterinarians and veterinary technicians as well to rural Saskatchewan. So that's another issue we've heard a lot about. You know, there's a shortage of large animal vets in our province, and we need to work together with the other entities to try and resolve that. The SARM annual meeting wraps up today in Saskatoon. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalley on 620 CKRM. The provincial government appears open to increasing the number of wildlife hunting tags to break up some of the large deer and elk herds roaming in rural areas and eating farmers' stored hay. Larry Grant Reeve for the Rural Municipality of Val Marie spoke at the Cabinet Bear Pit Session at the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities Annual Convention in Saskatoon yesterday. The western side of the province has been in drought for a long time and we haven't grown feed. One thing that has grown is the deer and the elk population. They're decimating feed stacks. In my area, hay, if you can get it, is $200 a bale delivered. The deer are moving in and taking their share first, and what's left, they urinate on and defecate on and uh, destroy it. Grant says action is needed now to reduce the deer and elk populations in parts of the province. We don't need to study this situation any longer. It's in dire straits because the livestock industry has dealt with the drought and now feed shortages. And we're not going to have a livestock industry if something isn't done. Thank you. The first response came from Environment Minister Dana Skoropad. We don't need to study this situation. I look at my own area. I'm, I'm from just south of Chamberlain. Certainly the white-tailed deer have hungry. They've herded up, uh, causing significant damage. It isn't just a winter thing. It certainly is occurring throughout the year. The gentleman referencing, you know, seeding 200 acres of peas and really having to put a claim in for 40 acres. So I definitely hear what your concern is. The Environment Minister completed his response to Grant's question. We're right now in the process of setting our allocations for hunting based on our, our numbers. And quite frankly, in some areas of the province, specifically to your point, we're going to be looking at um, offering more tags. More tags to address the population concerns. And we'll continue to work with, you know, through our various advisories, Wildlife Advisory Committee being uh, certainly an important one. Premier Scott Moe provided some additional information saying SARM President Ray Orb will be involved in future discussions. 
I think there's some discussion about this yesterday is around access to something like depredation tags, uh, ultimately to split up some of these herds. And we, we have this uh, up in our area as well. Uh, you know, I've, I've talked to many guys that have way too many elk in their haystack when they go to town. So in addition to all of the science-based uh, efforts and initiatives that uh, the Ministry of Environment does, to, your, to answer your question, I'm going to ask our Minister of Environment to engage with Ray uh, and his team on the potential of some depredation tags being made available to SARM to then ultimately be uh, metered out to, you know, where they're needed in the province. You, they will have some conversations on whether they're elk or whether they're, they're mule deer or what those are, um, and have some conversations to ensure that, that you're not in a situation where something's just shot and left to rot. Uh, we ultimately want it uh, to be utilized in some way, shape, or form. But uh, uh, Dana, you can have a conversation with SARM on moving forward with um, you know, a pilot program, if nothing else, on uh, administering some depredation tags to SARM so that they can administer them to hot spots in the area that do move around from year to year. The previous comments came from the Cabinet Bear Pit session at the SARM Annual Convention in Saskatoon yesterday. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. And now AgriView with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The Ice Futures canola market has been in free fall mode through the first half of March, hitting its weakest levels in over a year. While the losses may be looking overdone, the bottom remains to be seen. Bruce Burnett, the Director of Markets and Weather with Markets Farm, says we have a lot of money playing around in canola right now, noting much of the latest weakness was tied to speculators adding to short positions. He says the funds are looking for things they think are overvalued, and they've determined that canola is overvalued. However, Burnett notes canola futures are now trading at a discount to Chicago soybeans, which would imply canola should be due for a correction, as the Canadian oil seed typically trades at a premium. A major dealer of John Deere equipment in Manitoba is extending its catchment in the province's west to include a long-established deer shop. Winnipeg-based Enns Brothers announced Friday it has a deal in place to buy the assets of S.H. Dayton Limited, a deer equipment dealership at Shoal Lake. The deal was expected to close yesterday. Founded at Newdale in 1961, S.H. Dayton opened its current and Shoal Lake site in 1979 and has been owned since 1994 by Keith Martin, Peter Badak, and Calvin Harrison, who jointly purchased it from Jim Dayton. Martin, Badak, and Harrison have decided not to continue in their current roles. Longtime Dayton staffers Dale Martin and Craig Geeky will manage the Show Lake operation. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau drew applause from delegates attending the Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference in Calgary this week as she acknowledged their efforts for paving her path into politics. Bibeau told delegates attending the 10th annual conference she's never felt like she's had to fight for a spot at the political table because of work done by women who have gone before her. She advised women not to wait to be asked to participate. They need to trust themselves to take on whatever challenges presented to them on the farm or within the field of agriculture. She acknowledged it can be daunting going into meetings with only men at the table. However, she says with more women stepping up, there's no limit to the possibilities women in agriculture can achieve. 
McCain Foods says it will spend $600 million to double the size of its potato processing facility in southern Alberta. The Toronto-based food manufacturing company says the project at its Coaldale facility near Lethbridge will be the largest investment in the company's history. It says the project will create two new production lines and create 260 new jobs, more than doubling the facility's current workforce. McCain says the expansion will also include wind turbines and solar panels to provide 100% renewable electricity to the facility. The company will also use renewable biogas generated at the site's wastewater treatment facility to offset natural gas demand. McCain says construction on the expansion will begin later this year. A biologist and wild horse researcher says he was shocked to learn that 17 wild horses have been shot and killed in a rural area about 65 kilometers west of Kamloops. Wayne McCrory says wild horses are an important part of Canadian heritage, First Nation culture and the ecosystem and is calling for stronger federal and provincial protections for the animals. The carcasses of the horses were found last Friday, but RCMP's only livestock investigator in B.C. says he believes they had likely been there for about two weeks. Corporal Corey Lapine says he is not yet sure what charges the person responsible would face if caught, but animal cruelty would likely be the main allegation. B.C. officials say eight skunks found dead in Metro Vancouver late last month tested positive for the same strain of avian flu that's killed millions of domestic poultry since last April. The Ministry of Agriculture says the skunks were taken to B.C.'s Animal Health Centre after they were found in Vancouver and Richmond due to concerns the animals could have been deliberately poisoned. It says the skunks may have contracted H5N1, by scavenging on infected wild birds. The ministry adds that while avian flu in skunks is considered to be a low risk to human health, anyone finding a dead skunk in Richmond or Vancouver should leave the carcass where it is and contact the BC Wildlife Health Program. With today's Ag Review, I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today, 60% chance of flurries, wind northwest 20, the high minus 7, the low minus 22. For Friday, mainly sunny, wind north 20, the high minus 13 tomorrow, the low minus 23. Saturday, sunny with a high minus 11, the low minus 15. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 3, the low minus 14. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 6, the low minus 13. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 3, the low minus 10. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 4. Normal high for this date, plus 1, the normal low, minus 11. The sun rose at 7.11 this morning, it sets at 7.03 tonight. And currently, the hot spot, Cornac, minus 3. And the cold spot up north, Collins Bay, again at minus 19. Esteban, minus 7. Saskatoon, minus 12. Swift Current, minus 8. Weyburn, minus 8. 
Yorkton is minus 13. In Regina with cloudy sky, it's minus 9. That's 16 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 16. Humidity is 71%. The barometer rising, 102.7. Part the cloudy in Moose Jaw, it's minus 7. Winds are from the west-northwest at 17. Once again, Regina, cloudy and minus 9. That's 16 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Canada's food professor says the federal government needs to use a carrot to encourage farmers to the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions. Sylvain Charlebois, the Dalhousie professor and director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab in Halifax, was a guest presenter at the SARM annual convention in Saskatoon this week. Charlebois says reducing fertilizer use will affect grain production. Well, the, there's a difference between knowing and caring. City dwellers have no idea what's at stake here. You impose a mandate, you compromise global food security. You saw what happened when Ukraine was invaded last year. Commodity prices went up, there was uncertainty all over the world. Well, I think someone in Ottawa has to really care. I think they know what's going on. They just, I don't think they, they, they see it as, as a priority. They can figure out, well, the grocery store will give me my loaf of bread, not the farmer that I'm going to be imposing a May date on. And Professor Charlebois goes on to say, How do we actually use the carrot approach in policy to reward what's happening in Saskatchewan? You know, farmers are doing a lot for the planet. They're the best environmental stewards in the world. We have to recognize the work and the practice. It's incredible. You saw FCC's report yesterday on farmland values. Farmland values in Saskatchewan went up 14%. It's not a coincidence. The world needs what Saskatchewan is doing. Okay, so I think it's good news for rural municipalities. I think it's good for regions to see this wealth creation coming from soils, coming from the ground, because it means that farmers are doing their jobs and there's value actually being produced out of farmland. And that needs to continue. And you can't penalize farmers with fertilizer targets, but you should reward them with things that they are doing to help the planet. Charlebois spoke about the rising price of beef and whether he thinks it will mean a higher percentage of the profit going to the producer. I, I hate to say this, but you look at futures right now, you can tell beef prices are going to skyrocket again retail. What's going to be left for farmers? Probably the same. A little bit more maybe. That's about it. So the portion that ranchers, that farmers are going to get is likely going to drop even more. Uh, this morning I was meeting with some folks here to look at some of the data. Compelling data to show to the public what is actually going on at the grocery store. How big of a pie is it and what's the piece for farmers what's the piece for processors what's the piece for retailers 
Chalabois says the one possible solution is not an easy one. It's difficult to establish additional processing plants or abattoirs. He says that's one area where the federal government should get involved. Sylvain Charlebois spoke this week at the SARM convention in Saskatoon. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supply, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com One of the key issues before the Commons Agriculture Committee is record high food prices and the factors causing it. Much of the emphasis, especially by the NDP, is being placed on Canada's big three grocery companies. The CEOs of Empire, Loblaw and Metro appeared before the committee a week ago. During those meetings, there's also been a lot of talk about a grocery code of conduct. It's something Ottawa has had in the works for some time. During their visit to the committee last week, Michael Medline of Empire gave his views on such a code. October 28th. 2020, I called for a code of conduct on November 4th. You second that, seconded that and said this would be a great thing. We're still waiting for a code of conduct, um, which will get rid of unfair fees, which will help um, the supplier partners. Uh, it'll create more efficiencies and should bring down over some time the cost of food a little bit. Galen Weston of Loblaw also replied to the question, although with less enthusiasm. We're certainly committed to developing an effective code that's fair and balanced on all sides. Coming up, market update. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Freeze Tommen Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tommen has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tommen in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement. Canola fell 12.90 at 7.28.52. One red spring wheat fell 4.32 at 3.9029. The rest unchanged. Durham 4.5838. Feed barley 3.6758. Chickpeas 10.5822. Flax 5.6698. Oats 2.1532. Yellow peas 4.3453. Feed wheat 2.8956. At Minneapolis, hard red spring wheat for May is down nine cents at 8.43 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of March the 15th. Wow, what a sale we had. And a fun sale, exciting sale to be part of, and that, that's for sure. Producers should be quite pleased yesterday. Cows and bulls selling three to four higher here. What a set of good quality cows going through the ring. D1, D2 cows, 124 to 138. Sales to 147, 148. D3 cows, 114 to 124. Cows are averaging 127.50. Had some cows from the Foam Lake area, 1,650-pound cows at 148. And cows from the Grenfell area, 1,600-pound cows at 147. Good bulls, 134 to 144. Sales to 157, 158. Bulls are averaging 147.50. Had a package of bulls from the Landsberg area. 1,800-pound bulls topped out at 163. This cow and bull market is smoking hot. On to the pre-sort sale. Strong and active higher in spots. 425-pound black steers, 385. 500-pounders, 353. 575-pound tan steers, 334. 650s at 319. My favorite pen, 710-pound 
Red black exotic steers at 293. 800 pounders, 272. 850 pound steers, 258. 950s at 240. On the heifer side, 425 pound red Angus heifers, 315. 500 pounders, 306. 575 pound hand heifers, 287. The 650s at 265. 710 pound heifers, 260. 800 pounders, 244. 850 pound heifers at 237. And 950s at 219. Had some red Angus replacement type good quality heifers. 800 pounders at 235. The 900 pounders at 218. They're going out to the breeding program. Highlight of the morning 710 pound tan steers topped the market at 294. And 650 pound red black exotic heifers topped out at 271. An exciting day to say the least. This Friday, March 17th, sheep, lamb, goat sale, and horse sale. Sheep, lamb, goat sale at 11, and horses at 3. Receiving today from 12 to 8, and Friday right up until sale time. Some local bull sales in the area coming up. Sliding Hills, Charley, Mission Ridge, Herefords bull sale on Saturday, March 18th at 2 o'clock near Kenora. Winebenders and Hordas, good people there. Hollinger, land and cattle, both bull and female sale, Tuesday, March 21st at 1 o'clock at the farm near Neuter. Collinger family, good people there. And W Diamond W Charlay's Bull Sale, Tuesday, March 21st at 1.30 at Minnetonis. Selling Charlay Bulls, Red Angus Bulls, Black Angus Bulls. The Walker family, good people there. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And today's Saskatchewan pork prices, $204.07 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Minister of Natural Resources Canada says Saskatchewan is in a good position as the world transitions to net zero emissions by 2050. Jonathan Wilkinson says Saskatchewan is already a world leader in uranium and potash. Now there's an increased need for these resources. Wilkinson adds the agriculture sector will be important in feeding the world. He listed other opportunities, including biofuels, which have the opportunity to go up the value chain in the context of some agricultural products being produced, natural gas to produce hydrogen, and there are enormous reserves of critical minerals in the province. Wilkinson spoke at a luncheon hosted by both the Saskatoon and Saskatchewan Chambers of Commerce. During his speech, he also announced that the federal government is investing $414,000 to Mate Nation Saskatchewan for an MNS Energide Capacity Initiative. The funding will help MNS to train energy advisors who will then go to homes in Mate communities to assess energy efficiency and advise on how it could be improved, reducing overall heating costs. Wilkinson gave the examples of heat pumps, energy-efficient windows, and more insulation. Then the homeowners can apply for federal support, creating employment and improving energy efficiency. On the markets today, the TSX is up 131 points at 19,510. The Dow has gained 195 points to 32,069. Oil has risen 85 cents to 68.46 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 72.80 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions.
Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.